Hey everyone, welcome to By Our Love Podcast. This is Charlton and Natasha. We are a large Christian family living abroad in East Africa, and we would like to invite you along on our journey of faith, hope, and love. On this podcast, we're going to be discussing our Christian walk, kingdom convictions, discipleship, and church planting, as well as international adoption, the ins and outs of daily life as a family of 12, and inviting on special guests that motivate and inspire us. We hope to be a source of encouragement and challenge the status quo. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to our podcast. We are on episode number seven. We're so thankful that you guys have continued to journey along with us. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the vision behind why we choose to homeschool. And Natasha is also going to talk about some of the practicals of homeschooling with the curriculum that we use and some of the ins and outs of uh, schooling a family this large. So stay tuned and we hope you enjoy the episode today. It is back to school time. Yay! Get excited. I remember when I was a little girl, I loved this time of year. Uh, We would go to the store and I would pick out my folders, my trapper keepers, Lisa Frank, everything. Uh, I don't know if any of you are listening, if you went to school in the 90s, Lisa Frank was it for little girls. And I loved it. The kittens and the rainbows and the glitter. I was such a girly girl. So that was definitely me. Um, (laughs) And of course, you got your new shoes and clothes and all of that was just really exciting. I was not homeschooled growing up, but Charlton and I have decided to homeschool our children. So we've only been doing this about five years. We started when Ava was in preschool, and now she's in fourth grade. And it's just crazy to believe that we have a fourth grader, that our firstborn is in fourth grade. It's just wild. Um, So we are not experts by any means when it comes to homeschool. We do not think we have it all together because we certainly don't. This is just us sharing our attempts at teaching our children and um, learning along the way. Exactly. Learning along the way. I think that the most important thing is the why behind us wanting to do this. And the Lord has been very gracious with us. And like I said, we are not perfect. Homeschool with nine children can be very loud and messy and chaotic, but it's our chaos and we love it. We love our children. We just like to be with them. They're really great. We like to hang out with them. It's not always easy. And some days, quite frankly, I want to pull my hair out, but (laughs) that can be any mom, right? I mean, we all have those days, but it is so worth it. It is 100% worth it. So if you homeschool, I hope that this is an encouragement for you that other parents are doing it too. We can compare notes, see what, you know, you can hear what we're using. Feel free to email us, share with us what works for you, what you may think could work well for us. 
Uh, if you don't homeschool, but you're thinking about starting, hopefully we can share some good tips on here that have helped us along the way. And yeah. So some of the vision behind why we have chosen to homeschool is based upon some principles that we find outlined in the scriptures. And I'd like to share a little bit of that with you before we hand it back over to Natasha to talk about the practical application how-tos and the curriculum that we use. So something that is very striking as you look throughout the biblical narrative, especially as you're looking at the story of Israel and the commands that have been given to them by God at Mount Sinai and repeated several times um, through the prophets and through other servants like Joshua. So we see throughout the story of Israel, and as Moses continues to exhort the children of Israel to not only walk in the ways of the Lord and keep his commands, that there's a very important principle and instruction that's given to pass these things on to your children. So you'll see, you shall teach these things to your children, speaking of them when you sit down, when you're in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. And so other, in other words, there's this ongoing principle that in every aspect of life, the older generation is to be passing these convictions, passing these stories, passing down the laws of God to their children so that they can walk in the ways of the Lord and know who he is. And when they ask, it even says, when they ask you, um, why do you serve the Lord? You can tell them how I brought you out of Egypt, how I lifted you up on eagle's wings with outstretched arms and, and open hands. I brought you unto me to be my people. And the sad thing is when you continue in, in the story after Joshua, it says that a new generation rises up that does not know the Lord or his ways, and Israel does what is evil in the sight of the Lord. And so we can see the negative effects of not giving a high level of importance of passing on our convictions, passing on the ways um, that we are taught in Scripture. And so this, this continues into the New Testament as well. Paul talks to Timothy. He writes him a letter, and in, in this letter he tells him to continue in the things that you have learned and be assured of knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from your childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And so the vision behind why we choose to homeschool is we want to use it as an opportunity to disciple and guide and lead our children's hearts. We want to lead them in the path of righteousness. We want to give them a biblical worldview. We want them to view the world around them through the eyes and through the lens of the teachings of Jesus Christ. Homeschool affords us that opportunity to work on many different character issues. We have the opportunity to see siblings interacting with each other, and uh, when, it's, when things are going well and they have good interactions, we can praise them for that, and when things are not going well and there's meltdowns and there's fighting and whatever the case may be, it's opportunities to teach in those situations and shape the character and shape the hearts of our children and ultimately be able to bring the truths of scripture into their life in a practical way and to be able to um, also deliver just a high level of education. Uh, homeschool is a great way for parents to really um, cater 
to the needs of their child. If the if a child is very advanced, you can you can continue them moving um, forward. They don't have to be held back because others are at a certain level. They can progress forward. And then when others are struggling, uh, we have some children that. It's taken them a little bit longer, and that's okay. They can they can go at their own pace, and they can learn. But ultimately, we use it as an opportunity to truly disciple our children. Jesus gives us the command to go and make disciples of all nations. And if you're a, a father and a mother, if you're in a home and you have children, that's your number one duty is right there in front of you. You have the opportunity of raising the next generation of disciples for Jesus Christ. And so take advantage of the opportunities that you have right in front of you to speak to their hearts, to connect with your children, and be able to teach them in the ways of the Lord so that when they are old, they won't depart from them. Yeah, I think that was great, Charlton. Whatever stage of life you find yourself in, The most important thing is just seizing those moments to really pour into our children. And we know some single friends who have children that unfortunately, due to working in school, they just cannot school their children at home. And so if somebody does find themselves in a situation like that, you just do the best that you can. Um, whether that's putting your child in a Christian school, if possible, or um, I don't know, there's, there's always a third way. There's always, it's not just, you know, public school or homeschool. I mean, there's, there's always a third way. And it's just about being creative and trying to figure out a way to really spend time with your child and to really minister to their heart. Um, our main objective in all of this is to just shape and mold our children's character and to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I heard once, and I, it, this has really stuck with me, that we do not sow seeds in our neighbor's yard and simply hope something will grow. We sow those seeds in our yard, and then we water fertilize, weed, and make sure our garden is being well looked after. And that is what we should be doing with our children as well. Really sowing those seeds. So now that Charlton gave the why behind our personal convictions on homeschool, now I'm going to share the how. How we make this work, what this looks like. I am the teacher here at home. Charlton is out of the house most days working. And so I have the awesome responsibility of being a teacher to many little minds. And that is a very intimidating prospect that they depend on me for for learning, but it's also really exciting and fun. Since we have been homeschooling, I would call our method hodgepodge. And let me explain. There are many different methods when it comes to homeschool. And most people choose a method that works best for them. Um, There's computer-based, workbook-based, I guess, you know, your traditional homeschool method. There is also unit study, homeschool method, Um, the Charlotte Mason method, uh, the Montessori method, classical method. Those are just some examples, and I won't go into them all 
right now. Uh, you can look those up if you have questions about them. But ours is truly a hodgepodge. I mean, we do not have one curriculum that we use. We just have so many different things. And honestly, that's because when I first started, I had a very dear sister just gift me with some really great books. And we've used those books and we've started to incorporate more. And in this process, it's all about finding what works best for you. We all have different lifestyles. We all live in different places with different schedules, and that's okay. Your school day will probably look different from your friend's school day if you homeschool, and there is nothing wrong with that. I find what works best for us is being on a schedule. So that is the first thing that we kind of come up with when we are doing our school planning is coming up with a schedule. And that means we wake up at a certain time, start our school at the same time every day, and really get into a good routine. And I find as a mom of 10 children, that helps me immensely. So what our day looks like is we wake up at... Around 7 o'clock, try to have breakfast at around 8, and ideally we do family devotions in the morning. So after family devotions, Charlton gets ready to go to work. We do some chores around the house. Children wash dishes, wipe the table, sweep the floor. The little girls get dressed. We put some laundry away. My older boy feeds the dogs and tidies up the compound, and we get all of our chores done. And then we start school usually around 9, 9.30. This year, I have three kindergartners. So I have actually not started their kindergarten yet. I've kind of gone in shifts. So our three oldest, we started schooling them last week. This week, we incorporated our three middle children. And next week, I will incorporate our three kindergartners. So the three kindergartners, I will start teaching them uh, first thing in the morning, and it takes a few hours to go through their stuff. So while the kindergartners are doing their school, my six, seven, and nine-year-old, they are all in the same class. They are in second grade. They will either be doing some silent reading, Legos, playing with blocks, riding bikes. That age group really has no trouble finding things to do. And I just kind of let them do their thing Why I will work with the kindergartners. And my kindergartners are all girls. And they are very excited to start school, but they all have very different personalities as do most children. So I'm very anxious to see how that will play out this year. But for kindergarten, we use my father's world curriculum. I have done that since Ava. We really like my father's world for kindergarten. Last year, I actually bought the my father's world curriculum for first grade, and I really enjoyed that as well. The children actually didn't do so well in reading with it. So if you have some children that are struggling with reading, it didn't really work well for that particular area with my children. But one book that I really like for reading is uh, Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons. 
that book has been a real gem, and that was gifted to me when Ava was in kindergarten. So for my second graders, we use a few different things, actually. Um, This year, I bought some books on Amazon by Evan Moore, and they're called Skill Sharpeners. And so we have a few different books. We have Spelling and Writing, Geography, Science, and these books are between $15 and $30. I actually don't have the price right now, but they're very colorful, easy to use and read, and the children really are enjoying them. So that's Evan Moore, and you can find those on Amazon. And for math, for the second graders, we use Saxon math. It is a little more time-consuming for the teacher to do Saxon, but it has built such a strong base for my older children doing Saxon math. So I definitely recommend that for for anybody who's looking for a math curriculum, but it is a lot of one-on-one with parent and child. So that is just a little disclosure before you... Uh, start Saxon, but I really like that. And for our three oldest, we have two fourth graders and one ninth grader. We started a new curriculum this year called Monarch, and it's an online Christian homeschool curriculum, and it is by Alpha Omega Publications. And so far, we are really enjoying this, and it works really great for our lifestyle. This Last year when we had Shiloh, I became a bit overwhelmed with trying to grade papers and record keeping and doing all of that for the older children, Um, especially Carol, who is 15. I have to admit that she... She did not get as much attention as I would have liked to give her. And so this year, we really needed to do something different with having a baby under the age of one and doing so many one-on-one teaching with other children. Um, We just thought that it was time to change things up a little bit. And so we did find this online curriculum, and it does automatic grading and record-keeping for you, which I am so excited about. It also sends you an email if your child fails a test or drops below a certain percentage in school. You can set that to your personal preference, which is so nice. It makes things super easy. And right now, uh, Monarch is offering a 20% off back-to-school sale. And in no way are we getting kickback or anything from Alpha Omega Publications. We're just really excited about it. And they are really great. We actually received a 40% discount on all three children because we are missionaries. So they are very generous. And so far, we're really enjoying this curriculum. So the website, if you're interested in checking this out, is www.aop.com. And the AOP, of course, stands for Alpha Omega Publications. Um, And so, yeah, right now, 20% off back to school for Monarch. And I believe that they're offering 20% discount as well for other AOP homeschool books. And also with Monarch, right now, they have a free 30-day trial. So you can use the code TRYMONARCH, and you can get 30 days of free homeschool curriculum. 
And I would say the one slightly negative, I don't even know if I want to say negative, but challenging thing about doing a straight online curriculum is that our power goes out quite frequently living in Uganda. And there was a whole afternoon where nobody could do any school because we did not have any internet. So that is one kind of struggle that we have to go through. And I would say there's a few glitches in their online system. It's not completely smooth, but overall I would say that it's pretty good. Okay, I know this is a lot of information and I'm talking a little bit fast, so I really apologize if I'm kind of rambling and not really flowing here, but I just want to make sure I get this all out here. So if you are thinking about starting school and are interested in some curriculum, different books, I just want to get this out here for you guys. But I do want to share a couple other books that we have really liked in our hodgepodge curriculum. Um, As far as history goes, A Child's History of the World. I cannot go on enough about how much I really liked that book. So if you're looking for a good history book for young children, I would recommend that. As far as language arts goes, we were gifted some years back with First Language Lessons for the Well-Trained Mind by Jesse Wise, and this has been a gem. It is so good. It is a complete grammar text for young students, and it uses copy work, narration, picture study, and other classical techniques to help really like develop a student's language ability. And so we've done the book one and book two, and it's so good. The children really like it, and it's fun to teach as well. So I would recommend that. And then last year, we started the complete book of Maps and Geography. So if you're looking for a geography study for grades three to six, I bought this one on Amazon, and it's Thinking Kids, again, the complete book of Maps and Geography. And it's pretty big, and it goes over a lot when it comes to maps and world geography. So that one is fun, and the children really enjoyed it. So I hope that this was encouraging for you guys to just hear a little bit about how our days look and some of the books that we have found helpful, some of the curriculum that we have used. And I just want to encourage you guys that you don't need really expensive curriculum to homeschool your children. You don't need to have everything matching and totally put together. You can get really great resources secondhand. You can find good things on Amazon. Um, You can even use books on your shelf to teach your children. Uh, We went through a couple history books that we had on our shelf, church history, and read those and did activities with the children, found different YouTube videos to kind of help, I don't know, bring a little live action into the stories that we were reading. And we made a timeline. Like there are lots of creative things that you can do if you just put a little thought and time into your school day. And whatever method you decide to use, the most important thing is having that one-on-one time 
with your child or children. And that is truly the most important thing. Going at their pace, every child learns different, and just being there for them and trying not to stress out. It is so easy to do, and I am very guilty of that myself. So I'm talking to myself here as well that, yeah, the most important thing is your time, being present and doing what works well for you as a family. And that looks different for everybody. And one other resource that we have found that we really love is Mango Languages. We have been doing this for several years with the children and they have been studying Latin, Swahili, and German so far. Mango Languages is a very user-friendly, online-based language curriculum, and it's great for children as well as adults. So you should definitely check it out if you're wanting your child to learn a language. I grew up uh, with a mother who is German, and so she really taught me that it is important to learn another language. And that is something that I remember I had to do in high school. We had to pick out a, a language to learn, and it really is good and helpful. A lot of English words come from Latin and Greek, and so we thought it would be really helpful for our children who English is not their first language to learn Latin because a lot of English words derive from that. And so it's been really cool having our Ugandan children come up to me, hey, mama, you know, this word comes from this, and isn't that so cool? And it's so exciting to see them get excited about things. I thoroughly enjoy that. And last but not least, reading. Going to the library, letting your children pick out books that are of interest to them. You know, here in Uganda, we do not have a library, but we do have an online library that we can rent out books. And I think it's on overdrive.com. So if you are living out of the country and you are homeschooling, overdrive.com, if you have a library card, that is a really great resource. I think you can like loan up to 10 books at a time. And that's just really exciting for the children to be able to go on and to pick out the books that they want to read and that are interesting to them. So far this year, I think Ava's read around 30 books. She is just eating them up. I think her favorite that she's read so far is Let Me Die in Ireland by David Burso. And it's the story of Patrick, St. Patrick. And she just absolutely loved it. So so yeah, reading is great. Um, if you guys are interested in me maybe putting out like a book list of things that our children have really enjoyed, you can let us know. You can reach out to us um, on our email address, which is byourlovepodcast at gmail.com. We're also at Instagram at uh, podcast by our love. So those are two really great places to connect with us. And also if you have any tips or curriculum ideas or books that you'd like to share with us, please let me know. I'm always keeping my eyes open for things that other people love. Mm -hmm.